Hello, and welcome to episode two of the JewishBoston.com podcast. Welcome back. We hope you enjoyed our first podcast where we spoke with Ariana from the film festival. It was over the last two weeks, so I really hope some of you guys were able to enjoy some screenings. I know Jesse and myself both got to enjoy a few screenings, had a great time. So we'd love to hear your thoughts on the film festival and everything you enjoyed there. Um, We've loved hearing from everybody about the podcast. We're getting some great info. Remember, you can always email us at podcast at jewishboston.com. We'd love to hear from more of you. Um, this episode, we're going to spend a lot of time talking with our good friend, Laura Mandel, over at the New Center for Arts and Culture. Uh, Laura has a lot of wonderful things to say, so we can't wait to get started. That's true. She says some amazing things. And so we're just going to get right to business really quickly before our wonderful intro music. I want to say that all of the JewishBoston.com podcast music was composed and recorded by Sean Fogel. He did an amazing job, and he did it incredibly quickly. So He's she- very talented. And uh, we are now on iTunes, we are on Stitcher, we are on SoundCloud, so please subscribe to us, uh, mostly on iTunes because that's how sort of all podcasts get counted. So please, uh, we're easily searchable as jewishboston.com, just put that in the search bar and that's it. You'll find us. You'll find us. And enjoy episode two, to the theme song. Mandel, the new executive director of the new Center for Arts and Culture. We're very excited to have her on because we all love arts and culture things, and she can tell us what interesting things her organization is doing, other organizations are doing, and sort of just general cool arts nerdery. So arts nerdery, what arts is nerdery? that even? I love arts and culture stuff, yes. and I love arts nerdery. Yes. Perfect, it's my Lo- new favorite thing. <laughs> loving stuff is now being a nerd of that stuff. Is Got that, it. Is, is how I feel the um, the the verbiage of the word has now changed from it being sort of an attack word to a loving term. A loving like and endearing term. People nerd out on things now, and that's okay. So awesome. I'm told. So, Laura, welcome. We're excited Hello. to have you, you here. Me too. I'm um, excited to be here. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, everything you're doing? You have this big new promotion to executive director. What um, What's that all about? It's about a lot of Jewish arts and culture. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I've been hey. at the New Center for a few years now, running New Center Now, which is the younger adult programming. And now I get to uh, see the organization forward, and it's really exciting. And we're kind of continuing some of the programs that we've done for the past few years for the younger crowd and branching it out for everybody in the community. And uh, in the coming months, we're going to have some really cool new projects coming that kind of are more multimedia interdisciplinary and uh, very cool. it's going to be very exciting. So rumor has it there's this huge, huge Hanukkah program coming up, um, Eight Nights, Eight Windows. If you haven't heard of it, you definitely should check it out. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about where this like idea came from? I know you're the, the master behind it all. Um, it's true. Do you want to tell us about it? I know I'm really excited to be a part of it and hear more about it across it's a, the whole city. It's perfectly apropos that I'm sitting here with Jesse because the idea for this Jewish public art project in the first place came from a conversation that he and I actually had years ago it when we true. were working together at the New Center. Crazy. Um, it all comes full circle. It does. It really does. So Jesse and I had said, wouldn't it be so cool if there was oversized mezuzahs to represent the city 
as public art. And I was like, yeah, I'm obsessed with public art. That's my dream. Let's That's do it. That's incredible. It was, yeah. And here I we was, are. I mean. I was thinking like over the different entranceways into the city, like yeah. on I-90. and Like, like on the, the Zaycom? The yeah. Can you see Zaycom? like a right. massive mezuzah on the yeah. Zaycom? Like, welcome. Oh my goodness. Welcome, says Boston Jews. Right. Welcome. <laughs> well, like fast forward the conversation, we realized that putting something with real religious significance probably was not going to fly so well. Crazy thought. Crazy yeah. thought. But then we came to this idea of doing a Hanukkah celebration with public art and obviously the timing could not be more perfect there's this whole renaissance in the arts world and in public art in boston right now huge yeah Uh, we're right on target with the greenway and with all kinds of things design museum boston is doing Um, it's a very cool and exciting time for the city and it's pretty amazing that we within the jewish community are contributing to that yeah so the whole project is going to be art installations and windows throughout the city so eight windows, I'm assuming. Eight windows? Cr- well, okay, here's my little secret. There's eight eight real windows as part of the eight nights, eight windows, but there's actually a ninth window. It cheated. It's, it's we can call it's it the smash. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So one of the artists, uh, Tova Speeder, who's wonderful, is putting together a piece with kids. And so it's going to Amazing. be eight windows by artists straight up, and then one that's created by kids all over the community, and then she's going to be assembling it. That is incredible. So... It's totally worth it to cheat a little bit and add that I extra candle. I said so. Candle. I said so. <laughs> yeah. Our Hanukkah just got larger. No. Right? Exactly. We're including everyone. It's perfect. <laughs> That's great. Um, do you know some of the locations that these will be at? Can you let us in on the secret? Or is it top secret yet? It's no. a secret. It's no secret. Okay. You can check the website. No. <laughs> okay. Um, no. So we have a pretty cool array of spaces. We have everything from Pavement Coffee House over on Gainsborough um, by NEC all the way up to the West End Museum, which is by the yeah. Garden. Um, it's a lesser-known spot that's very cool. I love the West cool. End Museum. Been there twice. It's yeah. very cool. It is. And it's historic Boston, and they have a whole thing about the Jewish influence on the city. Right. Yeah. So it it's this perfect pairing. And interestingly, the piece that's going in there is a furniture installation. It's going to light up with a different light every night to represent the menorah. That is so cool. Yeah, and so it's basically like walking into one of the living rooms of one of the former West Enders as part of the museum. Very cool. Yeah. And how do people find all of these? So they're going to be listed online, and do people just get to go um, walk up, walk past the windows? Are there events going on with the windows? How does this whole week of Hanukkah, plus one day, um, work? You know, Hanukkah. (laughs) We're extending windows. We're extending days. Who's counting? We make our own rules over here. (laughs) We do, because once it's good, you might as well let it go, right? It's true. So there's a bunch of ways you can experience. I mean, the whole intention of public art from the get-go was that there's a lot of opportunities in the Jewish community and the arts and culture community to go buy a ticket and sit in a seat. And we said, we really want something that's more stumble upon, where people can just walk by. So if you're leaving work, and it's five o'clock and it's dark out, sadly, as of this week. Ugh, daylight saving thing. <laughs> right? But it's a great opportunity to engage with the holiday and to experience the holiday and learn something without having to go out of your way or actually go to an event. Um, and so people will be able to stumble upon them in that way. But then also for people who want to know where the rest of them are, there's going to be maps, printed maps at each of the stations. And then you can go online and we have a Google map with each of the spots um, highlighted. So you can do a walking tour. It's about a four-mile loop if you do the whole thing. Got to um, get your steps in for the day. So you might right. as well do it with some public yeah, art. Make sure you're wearing your Fitbit. Life yes. is good. <laughs> get those 10,000 steps. Yep. We, we were saying that we want to organize a bike tour, although I'm not convinced that anybody is actually going to want to go for a bike ride at that time. It's December. Can we, I just, I don't know. Can we, can we, may or may not be snow. Can we have a special Segway tour for this? Because I would totally lead that. A Segway uh, Oh, yes. Those, yes. Those, those are the most ridiculous looking things I've ever seen. And we're committing Jesse to organizing this right now. Yes. yes it's or, happening. Or those new hovercrafts that aren't hovercrafts. I have been wanting to go on a Segway tour 
forever and my friends just Why keep making not fun of me they're like oh no they're fun segway tours are lame and i was like no 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 they're cool well if if you could pay money not to have to wear the helmet i think it wouldn't oh, I would look wear as the ridiculous helmet. safety first please i am clumsy you're individual. going like five miles an hour <laughs> Dangerous. Anyway. Dangerous. Note to self, do a Segway tour in California where it's warm. <laughs> yeah, not when it's like freezing middle right? of December. My biggest disappointment was that we wanted to do a duck tour of the windows because we Ooh. thought it would be so cool, like Boston, like tourism yeah. mixed all together. But the duck tours actually closed down for the season the week before the oh. project oh, that's starts. A I know. The ducks don't want to stay out. They no, have to hibernate. I, know. I they understand. fly south for the winter. I- I'll give them a break. They fly south and we will just walk, <laughs> they're pro- we'll walk the they're route. They're probably <laughs> worried that the, the cars will freeze under the temperatures and stop running so it better not be that cold by december yeah i hope not I mean, no. no it might be a nice week and then you can walk around and it'll be beautiful because the right. whole idea is that it's so dark and cold in this city so this right. will make everything light and bright and nice and beautiful to check out all these fabulous windows with all the artists are the artists local to boston they are what yeah <laughs> we actually did a juried call um and so we got proposals from all over the country which was pretty cool that is and the jury without even realizing it, happened to pick all people that were local. So That's go great. Boston. Right. Someone's um, talent in the city, so you might as well exactly. show it off. We were like, yeah, there's too much going on here to not be able to highlight it and feature it. And so we got this really great crew of artists. And I'll tell you, some of them are Jewish and totally get what Hanukkah is. And some are not, which is amazing because it brings it's, this whole fresh perspective. Right. It really does. So, and it kind of brings in like other audiences to experience what more like there is to Jewish life and Jewish arts and Jewish culture. So I think that's really incredible that you're encompassing the whole Boston community <laughs> with a little highlight on Judaism. Yes. And so the the opening night festivities is at the MFA, correct? So actually the fourth night, the middle of the week, is going to be a mega Hanukkah celebration at the MFA. We piloted this last year and it was incredible. It was I insane. I was there as well. I, uh, they're just... So oh, many yes. people. I was there, and then I was at a Hobbit screening later that night. Yes, I was there. <laughs> the is very important. It was very important. But tell well, us more. So they do these cultural celebrations at the MFA on Wednesday nights, where the whole museum is free, and they partner with different organizations to highlight different cultures. And they could not believe that not only did we exceed their top number of audience members for one of these cultural nights, we made it from 900 to 2,300 people. That is a lot. There were, there it was people. insane. There was a lot oh of people goodness. there. And Lots we had, what, like six or eight different activities. Mm-hmm. We had two different kinds of crafts and drawing in the galleries and guided tours of their Judaica collection and some food and an olive oil tasting and an original virtual reality art installation. Um, I like I sat in towards the end of the night, like things were slowing down, sort of, and I like jumped in and got to do the vi- or virtual reality thing. It was the coolest experience. I was I don't do any video games anyway, like so that whole world is so unknown to me. I was like a kid in a candy shop. I was like, whoa, oh my goodness. Just and, everything about it yes. was well, just so cool. And, and, and get excited for this year because this year, instead of being the Oculus Rift, it's going to be this. HTC Vive new thing where it, oh my god okay, so over my head <laughs> for us nerds who understand this it's like walking in a holodeck yes like a legit holodeck no joke good reference for today considering the news that came out this morning ah yes, yes. <laughs> there's a new Star Trek TV show coming out in 2017 what well, what don't what? Wor- don't worry about it we have our holodeck like, yes. that's all I can say um, so you will be able to yes. light a menorah in a holodeck. That sounds incredible. I Bam. need to Google what a holodeck is. And we should say, we, we should say, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Google it on your phone right now. No, I'll, I'll get there. Or Point say, is, uh, it's going to be super, super awesome. It is going to be awesome. And you're going to want to sign up to do this. Right. I'm so excited. And again, like last year, this was produced by your husband, correct? Yes. My husband, who is a video game nerd and programming nerd. Shout, <laughs> shout out to Mike Mendel. <laughs> shout out with Jeff Hesser and Guy Mendelo yes. and Chris Baum. You guys are awesome. Right. Incredible work. It really is. Um, there are so many other things at the MFA event that evening. I just remember being just overwhelmed and excited to be there. Like every, the vibe of the whole entire museum was just buzzing with everything about Hanukkah and this whole event and how engaging it was. So I'm really excited to see where it goes this year. And I'm sure it'll be just even, even more so now that the word is out about it. And I have to note, last year we had that teeny tiny dinky little electric menorah that almost no one could see. Oh, yes. So we had thousands of people lighting Hanukkah candles on this teeny tiny little thing. So this year we were like, okay, this is ridiculous. We need an artist. So we actually have an artist creating a massive life-size menorah that's going to hang in the MFA for four days. That is so cool. And it's such a beautiful merger. some of the larger nonprofits here in Boston, the MFA in partnership with CJP and New Center, like all of them coming together to do such a big event. Um, it's just, just beautiful little little ribbon on top with that giant menorah hanging in the MFA. A bright spot in our holiday yes. season. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and uh, just so our listeners know, what again is the date for that? December 9th. December 9th, Wednesday, people. And it's free. And if you are an MFA member, you don't have to wait in the line because I guarantee there'll be a line. Oh, yeah. Definitely a line. <laughs> and you can buy a membership there if it's easier to get in. <laughs> Fun fact. There you go. <laughs> Might be worth it anyways. Yes. So um, we should talk about the other like sort of big cultural events that the New Center has done in the past or partnered with, with other organizations in town to do. Because I think a lot of people know the names of the events but don't know who's putting them on. So like for one, we can talk about, I think, I don't even know which year we're in now, but Beyond Bubby's Kitchen. Were you in year six? I think it's seven now. Seven? seven I've years. lost track because we did two in one year, but I think it's the seven. Oh, God, we did do two in one year. Uh-huh. And what is uh, Beyond Bubby's Kitchen for those who are new to Boston or don't yes. know about it? It is delicious. That's what it is. Oh, I, I am well aware. <laughs> no, I it's, had it's my fill. <laughs> the biggest Jewish food tasting event in Boston. Um, the best. And we get like 15 to 20 of the best chefs in town. And I'm not talking just big fancy restaurants. I'm talking an array of places like cool hip new places and food trucks and big name restaurants. And these chefs come in with their own modern takes on traditional Jewish foods. Yeah. And it's all incredible. And it's such a fun night. The chefs have fun. You can eat till you're sick. There's I did that. beer and yes. wine. <laughs> yeah. One year there was yeah. scotch tasting. That was lovely. Oh, yep. goodness. We're going to have some rum. Year. We're going to have even more yes. beer. Since we know beer is the thing right now, we're right. going to have a few different craft beers as part of it. Nice. Um, so you pay your 36 bucks and you can taste everything. Yeah. I remember walking through last year and I was so thankful. I didn't... My friend and I were going to go. We were going to eat dinner beforehand and then go. We were like, no, no, no. We shouldn't eat dinner. We'll eat dinner afterwards if we didn't get our fill. We both walked out of there going, oh my goodness. I just had so much food. That was a full meal in taste. And you get these little proportions, but you want to try everything in all of the different stations because there are so many different incredible chefs. So you, it was so overwhelming. There was a million people there. You were running into people. You were just for like you're hearing like there's a line over here. What is it? What's behind that table? Like you have to check out what this food is. And it's like all of your favorite twists on well these new twists on all of your favorite Jewish recipes. So how can you really go wrong there? And the name is just perfectly 
fitting. So I'm a big fan. I'm also a big fan of food. So didn't take too much to draw me into that I think one. a lot of us are big fans of food. Apparently, I think that's why this event yes, has stuck around for seven years. This yeah. whole thing in the Jewish culture, I don't know, food is a big center yeah. point. I had to convince someone the other day that food was a meaningful part of Jewish culture. I was like, why is this even a debate? It's, it's not. Yeah, like, it, I mean, it's, not it's part question. of religious celebrations. It's part of every cultural celebration. Food I mean, it's is important. Yeah, it surprised me it took like this long for people to realize that was the case and program around that yeah because like there has were, to be food if it's a jewish event there was and not holiday yeah. given <laughs> there was no like food programming you know at, at, at any jewish thing i went to growing up i mean there was always food but that was never the center of any sort of programming mm. other than making like moss balls once a year that was like that was it but now the food is literally almost everything but the food is it makes or breaks something yeah. i swear so you can't go wrong where there's an entire event yes. about food you really can't. I mean, like, and yeah. when is this event? It's in March every year? Yeah. It's, okay. it's sometimes in February, sometimes March. This year it's March 13th because okay. we wanted Mark to avoid calendars. the snow. Mark your calendars. March 13th. Back Bay Events Center. Very yes. nice. Easy location to get to. Yeah. Let's hope there's, like, the snow has settled down by March 13th. Oh, my God. If there's snow then, God help us all. I know. <laughs> but there will be. So just, you know. You'll stay warm. <laughs> you'll have lots to eat and lots to drink. And you'll feel just great. It'll be fun. <laughs> um, and I know that you guys do a ton of other culture and arts programming throughout the year, too. So those are some of the Eight Nights, Eight Windows, and um, the Beyond Bubby's Kitchen are two of the larger events that New Center puts on. But there are a ton of other smaller workshops. And I know recently, or like coming up, I just saw online that there was a Hamsa Mosaic class. Is that correct? Is that what it's that called? That is correct. I yes. just, I'm like, ooh, am I like... I am not a creative person, and I am like, I want to do that. Do you think I could send it to my mom, like a Hanukkah present? We'll see. That's totally (laughs) the intention. I want you to know. First of all, everyone says to me, I'm not crafty, and I'm like, that is the sole purpose of our DIY arts cooler crafting group. Because the whole idea is there's so many people who are like, I'm not crafty, I'm not artistic, and I'm like, you don't have to be. I know, I love it. These are cool, fun things. We've done flamework glass dreidel making. We're going to do glass blowing in the spring. That's incredible. We've done blacksmithing. What? Yeah. We made blacksmith menorahs last year. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty I awesome. I love these kind of things. And I, yeah. and I am like the least crafty of crafty peoples. I'm like, like I know how to use a hot glue gun. Like, I'm like, yes. Hot glue guns have major merit, for yeah. the record. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, I own one. And that's like, that's as good as it gets. But I, I just want to do that like scene that's in every like old action movie where the person takes the sword out of the smith and then puts it into the water. Like some what sort of activity you? where, yes, this, yeah, yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> that would get, that, you know, since we always seem to have problem with um, uh, men coming to these DIY project events, like we, we should have like a, some, somehow a Jewish connection to sword making connection thing, even though you probably can't make weapons. Men should come to these events because I'm they sure should. there are a lot of lovely I've, ladies oh, yeah. at all This is not girly crap no, at all. No, we did a, uh, you know, how to, you know, uh, brew your own beer. Yeah, that's really cool. That was event. really that fun. That was fun, yes. Yep. So the, with the homebrew supply store in uh, Coolidge Corner. On Beacon Street. Yes. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Yes. Shout that guy, out. <laughs> that, guy knows, that, guy, that guy knows a lot about beer, so, oh, yeah. as sure. he should. <laughs> That's incredible. So there's a ton of different programming and always things to check out. I know I follow the Facebook pages. I get the emails, and I'm always, like, scouring over them. I'm like, oh, my gosh, these events. They just, they're, like, so cool. <laughs> so. Do you get the tweets? I, I, you guys, I'll have to admit, here's a confession. I don't have a Twitter. I haven't had a Twitter since college. And the only reason I had one in college, let's not talk about my age. No, I just love I, <laughs> okay. okay, wait, here's my question. Instagram. I have Instagram. Oh, yeah, love Instagram. Instagram. Okay, so you're cool. You no. have Instagram all I the did, time. But like, the phrase, like, I once had a Twitter account, but I no longer have a Twitter account. Like, for me, I, 
like is that hard for you to wrap your head around yeah like you either have it or you don't or, no you, i deleted like there was it a t- there was a time when you knew twitter existed and you weren't on it and then you were on it and then you were no longer can on I it. can i tell you why i was on it sure because i was a pr student in college so public relations was my major and we had to tweet for class so we tweeted for real like it was part of our curriculum is like we had to have these tweets and we had to hashtag like come 40 whatever the class number was i don't even remember but we had to tweet weekly about all these like current events and things happening and we had to engage with our professor in 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 class tweeting but i so then, but i thought it was I'm, funny that i did book binding in no. college that's way funny <laughs> i had tweeting in college it was like a part of wow. one of my classes and then the worst part was that my twitter was this like odd combination of like class like political kind of crazy things current events on like one part and then it was like weird college tweets like studying with my friends at the library what library the bar or the actual library like it was like stupid 9 30 going to bed right. I'm old. <laughs> right exactly so like it was like very strange grouping of tweets and i was like i just i mm, i'm done i can't do it anymore. that's why i <laughs> so i delete i it. retweet and i like like tweets and things more often than actually tweeting myself yeah. yeah because i can't deal with the energy it takes but i love to read certain other people's tweets yeah i think maybe one day i'll like revitalize it but it it, it needed to die for a few years i'm just so I'm it's just, been gone yeah. for a while <laughs> i'm just glad twitter wasn't around when i was in college because i would have said inappropriate things that would have followed me to this day so jesse when we were in college it was like i yumming people across a room let's it's be true. honest it's true. <laughs> that's still <laughs> It's Don't true. worry, guys. I, I spent like 30 minutes on my aim away message before I would leave so that people uh, would know yes. where I was. was <laughs> song of the day. I've spent a long time on this. No, if New Center had to have an aim away message, what would it be for? Mm. This the is tri- a tricky part. question. Trivia no, I'm part. just kidding. You don't have to answer. Okay. This. Wait, hold on. It's like, it's like at midnight. Right. I yes. feel pressure to be funny. Yes. And I'm not sure I can be funny on command. <laughs> okay, you don't have to answer that question. Come back to us on that It's one. true. Being funny on command is hard. Like, I'm amazed how well those people do on that show. Cause yeah, they are comedians, Jesse. Yes. Well, they are comedians. <laughs> it is also heavily edited, as I've learned when I saw a live version of it. So True that. There's a lot of dirty answers that never make it on air. Probably for the best. So, um, you know, again, we hope that people who are either new to the community or trying to get back into the community are listening to this podcast. And so where would you tell them to go if someone is just not even sure what they're inter- interested in, but are looking for new things to be interested in? Like, where, where do you start? Well, am I being prompted to say JewishBoston.com? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. Jesse, what about no, that? That was a plug. But, but I do have to say, no, truly sh- shameless plug here that JewishBoston.com, I think, does have a lot of really cool stuff on Excellent. it. because <laughs> It's true. No, I, I think there's a really good array of organizations and programs. And I found that a lot of people find out about New Center programming through Jewish Boston, which is great because then you can sort by, oh, I'm into arts and culture and there's this, or I'm into something maybe about Israel, so there's this. And then you can also see where the overlap is, Mm -hmm. which I think is really awesome because I think that, you know, until a few years ago, it wasn't really that way. And it's nice to know that if you're new to town, you can just go, oh, Jewish Boston, there's like a little bit of everything there. Right. And you can find like activities and events. And I think that's what this whole arts um, and culture like world has to offer. There's like actual physical things to be doing um, when you're not really sure where you want to engage elsewhere in the Jewish community because there is so much. So it's an easy way to connect with your, your Jewish identity, depending where you are on the scale. So like it doesn't really matter. It's something cultural. So I think it's a really nice way to 
connect and engage in different holidays or celebrate, make your mama Hanukkah present. Sorry, mom. It's the easiest way to make Hanukkah or like make gifts for people. I'm always like, come and make a present. Then you don't have to buy one. Now now I've ruined the gift. She knows what it is already. She listens. Hello, Jen's mom. So like informal listener poll, how many people thought I was trying to get uh, Laura to plug Jewish Boston and how many people didn't? Because that was honestly natural. So... (laughs) We'll see. <laughs> Listeners, you decide. I report. Is that how you it goes? email us that's, that's at the it podcast. Yes. It was email the real answer. podcast at jewishboston.com. There you go. So far, no emails. Oh, I forgot to send you mystery emails. That's ah, my yes. bad. Who is this, Jay? Yeah, mystery emails from Jen to Jesse on the podcast email address. Start sending him some emails. <laughs> yes. So, you know, switching directions to sort of more general cultural things. Um, I know you have a, how old is your son now? Eight months. Lil Zach. He's very adorable. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not just saying that because you're here. He actually is adorable. <laughs> he was a pretty cute gnome for Halloween. <laughs> nice. Oh, I got adorable. crafty nice. and made him a beard. Nice. There you go. I thought that would be funny. <laughs> An eight-month-old with a beard. Melting. Actually, my husband thought it would be funny, so we tried. There you <laughs> it go. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Babies with facial hair are almost always funny because it just right. look, it looks so ridiculous. unnatural. Yeah. If you go on BuzzFeed, there's a million choices of babies with beards. It's just funny. Wait, like this is a searchable thing. Uh, yeah. Haven't you ever looked at BuzzFeed babies <laughs> My, with beards? <laughs> no. <laughs> I have such a list of things to search when I'm done with this. <laughs> oh, goodness. So um, I, I know, so, you know having a um, young child makes other cultural things difficult, but like, what else are, what else are you, uh, like, what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you doing with your time? What do you do with your free yes. time, Laura? <laughs> do? Yes. Let's see. Uh, I, know, I know your living room is now currently a holodeck, so you might be spending time there. Yes, I am, and tripping over things on the way. Yes. Because yep. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yep. yet we still have wires. Like, as, ma- as amazing as technology is, we still have all of these wires have to be plugged into our TV. We can't fix that yet. So no. close. I know. I keep saying every time we buy new equipment, I'm like, can't it be wireless? Not Alas, it to be is good. not. Yep. Zach is not allowed in the living room. Is that what I'm gathering? Oh, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Baby because Zach, not allowed. My husband's constantly playing video games because the new thing of the week is with the Apple TV out, Mike programmed um, Beat Sports, which is one of the new games Very in that. Cool. So that has been all the rage in my house. There you go. So it is the week of the Apple TV. Nice, nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. So that's been happening. And then, okay, I keep forgetting the name. Red, what's it called? On Netflix? Oh, uh, red. Oh, the the one on um, on Amazon. I Amazon. Think. Just red kidding. Oaks. Yes, Red yes, Oaks. Yes. Yeah, we've been it's watching on my that. List. I honestly can't decide whether I should recommend it or not. Truth be told, part of me really likes it, and part of me is like, mm, nah, unclear. What's I'll keep it about? watching. It's like '80s Jews at a country club. Like he's working at the country club, yeah. correct? Because like, is it is it a country club that doesn't accept Jews but lets them work there? Is it one of those things? You know, it's unclear because they don't really. No, they so. used to have that here too. Yeah. Except I'm, I'm not so really confused. sure. Oh my goodness. I'll have to look this. Is that Amazon Prime? Yeah. Yes. Okay. What I will say is if you didn't watch Transparent last year, whenever that was, that is a must-see in my book. This yeah, is like definitely. definitely a notch below. Okay. Transparent was yeah. phenomenal. We loved that one. Our team Incredible. here at work obsessed because, well, we also had last year for High in the Hub, um, which was a big young adult awards. Um, we had Jeffrey Tambor from Transparent. Who is as quirky and, and ridiculous yes. in person as he is on TV, yes, and so. I love it. <laughs> well, that's the reason I started. I was like, okay, I, me, pop culture, not always connected. So we were like, we have Jeffrey Tambor coming. I was like, must watch Transparent. I must know what's going on. Who is this man? And I fell in love with the yeah, show. Yeah, that phenomenal. was a total must watch. Okay, I'll put the next one on my list. We'll oh, yeah. get there eventually, maybe did, in a year or two. Did you watch Orange is the New Black? I did, of um, uh, the first season? Two, are there three seasons now? 
Oh, I, don't, I, I, I don't even know. I think I am two? terrible with remembering. All I know is I've watched all of them and I love all of them. Okay, <laughs> I think I watched the first two seasons. I don't think I watched the third season. How did the last one end? I don't remember. This was a while ah, ago. I'm, you. <laughs> I'm just saying, to me, I don't want to give away any secrets. Orange is the New Black is the ultimate Jewish trifecta in my world. Really? Because, because Piper, who yes. actually wrote the book, yeah. and who, the, you know, mm-hmm. in jail, is half Jewish. And the theme song for the show is Regina Spector. Soviet Jew. Yes. And Genji Cohen, who made the show, is also Jewish. The Look at that. The ultimate trifecta. That's true. Okay, yeah. Well, then I feel better that I've watched right? at least two seasons of Orange is the See, it all comes back to Jews. Come on now. Yes. <laughs> the center of everything. <laughs> I watched, I would say, 60% of her last TV show. I, I never actually finished Weeds, but watched most of it. In it's the okay. You watched the important part. Yeah. Like, after a while, I was like, okay. Like, and I dropped off after one. that. Yeah. yeah. You I have to watch the first one. two seasons okay. and let it go. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Just let it be. It was my favorite for a while. <laughs> it was so good, and then it got really weird. I finally started dark. watching Parenthood, and I'm pretty sure that's been on TV for years. Yeah. And I just I think started it just watching I watched that. it when I was on maternity leave, and you know, it was good. Just watch the movie it's based off of. Wait, like, there's a movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's from, so that, it's from that. It's movie. It's from that 80s movie called Parenthood. It had like Steve Martin. And oh, yeah, I it was, had no idea. Yeah, it's no. a TV show yeah. expanding <laughs> on a movie, very much like the Friday Nights movie. And then there was a Friday Nights TV show. All I can tell you is this: yeah, I have friends who are going to be very mad at me for saying this publicly, but yes. I'm not Fine. as into Parenthood as I think they are, or I, or I should be, quote unquote. Yeah. You know, it's okay. I know someone in particular. <laughs> she might be mad about it. See, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to get so it. much flack. <laughs> after this <laughs> <laughs> but I love it I really do I think it's great I've only watched like the first season and a half so I think I'm still at like the point where it's like still good and then I've heard it teeters but who knows I'm yes. not a critic true story yeah. I mean very few shows are good for like seven straight seasons like at best they have like a three to four season run where they're great and then I mean like some great down. ones like Friends that was great all ten seasons meh, <laughs> meh. I'm, not a, I'm not a Friends person I've I'm never been kidding. a Friends person I like Friends but I've never understood the like, complete obsession, obsession. people yes. have no yeah. I don't I don't um, get that my college roommate love her to death can quote every episode like wow she will be able to walk in a room and you'd be watching it and she's the reason I started watching it because she forced me into it I'm very thankful for it but it was she could walk into a room and she goes, oh, is this the one with the blank? And I didn't know that those were the titles of the episodes for like until like the fifth season. That it was like, that. I was like, how do you just know what's happening in this episode? She goes, well, it's the one with the blank. And I was like, wait, what? Dude, it's, where's my car? What does yeah. mine say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, no. there's nothing wrong with that. Some of us have the ability to detect what the entire plot of a Star Trek The Next Generation episode is from the first 30 seconds. Jesse. That'd be me. Yes, <laughs> yes Laura may also have that skill. Yes. I am the You're son like, of a oh, tra- yeah, it's the one, son it's of a trekkie. <laughs> my dad wanted a son. Yeah, like, oh, it's the one where the moon's going to crash in the planet, and Q's there, and Q becomes human. Like, anyway. Totally. Um, I'm speaking of nerdy things. I want you to know that my husband did pre-order tickets for the new... Um, Star Wars movie. Oh, yes. I just have to put that out there. <laughs> I will say I delayed on buying my, my tickets and then ended up having to see a Thursday night, tw- well, a Friday morning, 12.15 a.m. was oh the only one goodness. I could get that had two tickets well, available for that weekend. you know weekend. what the secret was? Mike discovered that you could order them at Jordan's Furniture because, you know, you like walk through the crazy yeah. furniture store uh, and then you yes. get to the, yeah, the yeah. IMAX. So apparently they had tickets that no one else had. Mm. Really? Mm-hmm. Secret tickets. Well, see, Secret I, tickets. I have I, I have issues with IMAX 3D. So, like, regular 3D movies I'm fine with. IMAX 3D I do not like. It does not work for me. I have another confession. I've never seen a 3D movie. Good God. <laughs> Seriously? I think I would My just, mind is blown. I know. <laughs> I know. How have you not seen, like, a movie in the past two years? Like, they're all in 3D now. You I can't even avoid it. I watched a movie this past weekend. What was it? 
Was it Mary Poppins? <laughs> no, don't sort of judge me. I watched the new Pixar film, Inside Out. I was just Nothing going wrong with to that. Oh, no, my, my DVD or my Blu-ray is coming it, this weekend. Can I tell you? I need oh to see my it. God. I know, I know. It is must watch the it. It's amazing. Best. I best Pixar movie. I will see any Pixar movie. Best I Pixar cry. movie. I cry. Yes. I am. Everyone cries. Men cry. Like It's true. A, My friend yes. was like, Adult he cried. men cry. No, like, he was genius. Every movie critic I read. Like, the most brilliant way to actually show emotions I have ever yes. seen in my yes. life. Same. It was incredible. Unbelievable. Somebody was, one of my friends was talking about it. And they're like, yeah, my coworker said this is the first time he's ever understood his 11-year-old daughter. Like, it made him, like, oh realize what's going through her head. And he's, I was like, oh, my gosh. Pixar, oh, man. Pixar. They know what they're doing. Yeah, so they P- do. Pixar, Brilliant. If, you're, if you're listening, less car sequels, more original stories. Yeah. Yes. I know you need to make money, but less you're giving money. emotions, like, up and more, like, inside yes. out. Yes. It was just incredible. They thought there's More the, incredible movies. Um, there's an yes. exhibit over at the Museum yes. of Science. Oh my God, it's amazing. Yes, we've gone. I went. Great. I, took, yes. I have a little sister from Jewish Big Brothers Big Sisters, and nice. we went together, and both of us. I don't know who was more excited, the 10-year-old I was with or myself, um, but we were both just giddy, like running around this room, like well, trying yeah. out all the Oh my God, taking stuff. pictures with yes. all of the oversized. Yes. Well, so like, shout out yeah. to the Museum of Science. You definitely need to go check out the yes. picture. The, the, exhibit yeah. the amount of technology <laughs> that is required to make these, like the one guy whose job it is to write the software that everyone uses to make, and like he's just constantly upgrading this thing. Well, I just have to say, going with my husband to that exhibit was the best, because oh that's what he does. So he could explain all of it and it was so cool to see him like talking about how they had explained it all because they break it down into terms kids can understand right well or people like me who don't understand (laughs) anything technical I mean so it was great I thought it was phenomenal everyone should go see that exhibit before it closes I need to go back yeah I mean speaking of Inside Out they break down that one scene and show you all the different you know, steps I had to go to go through from mm-hmm. her sliding down the stairs to the background of the window they're looking mm-hmm. at and like how much computing power it took. I'm like, good Lord, like yep. these movies take yeah. forever to make. It's incredible. They, these massive they really computer, are incredible. computer banks, you know, processing the background of something that you're going to see for like yep. one second yep. for weeks. Well, I just have to say their team is amazing and John Lasseter is an unbelievable genius. Yes. I come from a family where we get every new generation of every technology like the day before it comes out and I have to say my father-in-law is going to be very proud when he hears this <laughs> yes. because he's like Mr. Technology. Ugh, <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, it has, it's going to take me a while to learn how to use that. I don't know. I'm like secretly 60 years older than Mary well, Poppins. I, yeah, I'm secretly Mary Poppins. Well, like that is yeah. my well, Laura, spirit animal. <laughs> well, and that that's a very interesting thing I've noticed with people like in between our different age groups is that technology for us was something we if we wanted to be involved we had to learn it right instead of just being there for everyone mm-hmm. and so it's it we had to we already bought into the fact that we'd have to sort of keep relearning things or learning new skills as we went along yep. where if I you're know. if you say gen's age like these things were already there so you just yep. used you learned to use it however you know for your email or for your schoolwork and that was right. it well you if know. you read ray kurzweil's theories he may be a little out there but time is speeding up exponentially and the amount of stuff that's out there now by comparison to even five years ago is unbelievable yeah. yeah it's true it's very true does um Kind of circling back, our side tangent from all this technology. Yes. Does New Center do anything super techy with any of their like breakouts, or is it more like the hands-on arts? Mm. We actually did a program a few years ago that was fabulous that I would love to talk about repeating or doing something like similar. Um, so Iran Agozi, who is the co-founder of Harmonics, where mm-hmm. my husband works, they make rock band and the yes. like. Yeah. Yes, we know. Um, so Iran um, came and spoke to us about the making of Rock Band and his Israeli background and what it's been like, you know, developing the country coming out of uh, the, the country, the company coming out the of MIT. 
tea. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, he's actually a clarinet player. And so that was he incredible. Did, yeah, he was amazing. He did that, a clarinet that was a gr- interlude. That was a interlude. great program. Like he was playing yeah. the clarinet while I was, was playing awesome. the video game that they brought. Yeah. It was great. It so was pretty fun. fantastic. And then he was actually one of the jurors for Eight Nights, Eight Windows. Oh, very he's cool. He's a super cool guy who is now teaching um, full-time as a professor at MIT. Awesome. So he's an amazing guy. Yeah, because I definitely, there's totally a connection between technology and art. It's like just a very modern art form, and I think it's... Well, I always laugh that my husband and I are like opposite ends of the same spectrum in that way, where he's the art end of technology, and I'm sort of the more technology end of the art right. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're We complement like, each other nicely. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> We've stayed married all these years. I hope so. It's working out. Yeah, well, the, the installation he's making for the MFA is like the ultimate in like tech geek meets art. And it's awesome. ridiculous. This is yeah. exactly what should be there. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's I'm pretty very, amazing. I'm very excited to see what, see what yeah. he does with it. So Maybe you should come to my house for a preview. Can I tell you? <laughs> this thing's crazy town. <laughs> Yeah, no, your your living room is like a it's like it's like a it's like a playground for nerds. It's just like every video game, every system, every little boy's dream. Yeah, like everything like you want. Zach sort is of, set for life. Yeah, like everything you wanted to keep but you couldn't when you moved from place to place. Like he has kept all of those yep. things. Oh, we joke. I've always said, like, ever since we had our first Apple products, ever since the first iPhone and the first um, iPod, I said I want to keep every one. So one day when I have an art gallery slash museum. You want to be able to make a display of something really cool with like every Apple product ever. My old iMac. Yes. Like I had an original generation red iMac. With like the giant back that was yes, colorful. That we was had my those baby. in elementary school. That was our computers in our That's computer so lab. That's sad that, that was my freshman year of college. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> my school district had the, the, the Hackintoshes that were illegal for that one year. Oh my God. Like my school amazing. district bought all of them. We that's had those for a good so like funny. five to six years. All I can yeah. say is that I want to take every Apple product I've ever owned and make an exhibit of them because you I should. think it would be the coolest thing of all time. Yes. The personal collection of Mormon. <laughs> yes. One day, no, one day my goal is to have a house big enough where I can have an art gallery inside with said Apple display <laughs> with a food truck outside so that you can come. We are, you're, we're going to be over at your you're, house at your all house, the time. Um, everyone should listen up and say, <laughs> I want a nacho truck outside. Then you come for nachos and then you mm. can come see the gallery. Done. This is my dream. So it would be called Nacho Gallery? <laughs> Nacho Gallery. Oh my God. It was so <laughs> Yes, Jesse. Nailed it. Thank God for this podcast. Yes. yes. Everything is coming together. <laughs> you know what? It's like when he came up with the public art idea and I just ran with it. This is happening. I like starting things. I don't like finishing things. So. <laughs> okay. Come to my like, house for a Nacho Go. Truck. Nacho Five truck. years. <laughs> That's incredible. It's really incredible. I, w- I would love someone's um, art gallery to also be their house and to also for there to be food there. That's a very interesting. Like, and we should make like Jewish inspired nachos. No mm. one's done that at Bubby's yet. Someone needs to get on that. This is I a mean, public service announcement. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're at Bubby's like, kitchen. Jewish nachos, please. <laughs> Some kind of like challah chips somehow. Like Genius. Mm. Genius. My mouth is watering already. Yep. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for talking with us today, Laura. This is very exciting as as both of us get to complete dreams we've had in our lives. Um, why don't you um, give people sort of, a, sort of a quick summary of what is coming up for the new center and where they can find more information about it. Absolutely. So if you want to check out Eight Nights, Eight Windows, it will be all over the city and there's a map and instructions and directions at 8nights8windows.com. And of course, December 9th will be the big Shamash event, the <laughs> light that lights the rest. Um, MFA, December 9th, be there. It's free and open uh, from 5 o'clock to 9.45 and there'll be all kinds of stuff going on. And then in the spring, if you are looking to try some really delicious and inspired Jewish food, Beyond Bubby's Kitchen is going to be March 13th. So if you check nothing else out, I would say March 
13th, December 9th. Save those dates. All yes. right. All right. Well, thank you. Great. It was great having you here. Yes. We love working this with so Laura. This so much fun, guys. Have a great day. Yep. Bye. Bye, everybody. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom and adios. <laughs> <laughs>